Wicca. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Humanity Jitsu podcast. Today is episode 55, and I am joined by the illustrious, the magnetocious, the handsome gent himself, Sean David. Well, how's it hey, going, Sean? How you doing, people, guys? Well, people were missing you. They were demanding Sean. They're like, give us Sean or we fucking riot. <laughs> well, it's good to know I'm popular, you know. I do have a unique way of seeing the world. Oh, <laughs> uh, dude. I'm, that's why I love having you on, Sean. I always admire your perspective because you're a, a more well-learned man. Uh, that's, that's, that's a fancy way of calling you old, but whatever. <laughs> Experienced and have, have transcended many worlds and opinions over my time. Not to mention he's been grappling since before I was even born. So that's... Uh, that's yeah, uh, yeah. I, I started training in... 89 boxing yeah yeah grappling at least nearly 23 years so yeah <laughs> yeah he, he he has the he has the uh, grappling he skills he has more grappling experience than i have life experience i'm like fuck me <laughs> <laughs> okay so guys today um as you know from the instagram and uh the reddit i think yeah i, I did put it up on reddit i got some semi-decent ones off of reddit uh we're talking about sandbagging in jiu-jitsu now I have the I have the very highbrow thing here of uh, the Wikipedia article. <laughs> yeah, it's like <clears throat> sandbagging is a term in martial arts to denote a practitioner who competes at a skill bracket deemed less rigorous than their actual level of competitive ability. That's a good way to to look at it. You know, basically, yeah. you know, if someone's good enough to be the next belt, yet they're still at their current belt, like say they're a white belt, they're killing everyone, but they're good enough to be blue belts, but they're still competing a white belt for some fucking reason. That's the gist. We've all run into this at least once or twice, thinking, why isn't that guy the next belt? You know, there's several reasons to get into it. Now, Sean, what's your opinion on sandbagging first and foremost? Yeah. Uh, first and foremost, definitely not a fan of it at all. I I believe if if someone is you know good enough to be there. And that they've earned the right to go to blue belt or whatever. And I'm just going to use the white blue as a divide. Uh, they, sh- they should be there. You know, if you're training consistently for two years, you know, you should be up there. If you're winning every division, yeah, every tournament you're in a white belt, you know, do you want to be king of the white belts anymore? Or do you want to test yourself up in the next next division? Like football terms, it's like being Millwall and being delighted with yourself. But uh, being afraid to go up and play in first division or heaven forbid the premiership, you know, like everyone wants to get up to a higher level and, you know, holding yourself back, it only hinders your own development, really. So, because hmm. uh, here's the thing if you spend all those years in the white belt division, you'll only know how to like fight white belts and stuff. Like, you'll hmm. only know how to beat people who aren't as good as you. So, like, if, you know, if you spend too long at that sort of skill level, it will hamper you, like you said. So when you do eventually get the next belt, you might find that a transition a bit fucky because you're so used to winning, you know, you're so used to beating people, and then you're getting whooped. It might it might fuck with you a bit. Yeah, exactly. You know, if, if you're used to being the, the top dog and you go up to the next division and suddenly you're not getting your own way all the time, maybe someone's coming in there, they're there, and what if they're sandbagging? themselves they could be a purple belt top of the food chain the blue and you're just coming in at the bottom you're going to get you know you're going to have a, a really crappy day um so yeah man if you're if you're there and you're ready for a blue belt and your coach believes you're ready for a blue belt just just go for it you know mm. and and even 
coaches giving out their blue belts and purples and all that. That's a, that's a another issue as well at times. So, you know, because there's prestige to win in tournaments and and points and medal boards and all that. That's why people tend to have uh, an end of the year kind of a grading or uh, graduation, you know, so they can get all the, you know, the achievements done, and then after that they graduate up, and, and that's 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 okay. That's not so bad because people have put in their time. Yeah, sorry. Uh, see, what the what the fuck is I gonna say? I forgot. Uh, shit balls. Oh well, it mustn't have been important if I forgot about. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember now. See, because this will sort of pertain to you. See, one of the things yeah. I sort of like about jujitsu competitions, like most competitions run it this way. Like, say, like say you're a judo black belt, for example. Obviously, yeah. but you're a white belt in jujitsu. You know, they have you compete in the blue belt division. That makes yeah. sense because yeah, yeah. I, like, I'm no light on that. Yeah, dude, hundred thousand percent because. What is it like? You're not a beginner grappler. You might be, a, no. you know, you might be a white belt in jujitsu, yes. But you know, see, you're not a blue. You know, you know, you don't know all the minutia, but you, you know, a thing or two. Like, yeah, a black belt in judo. Like, say, you if you fought someone who just got their blue belt in jujitsu, there's a, you know, it's, it's not like there. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you also, you know, if you fucking throw them and pin them, and you have your, you know, you have your judo submissions and stuff that you're proficient at, you can get them, no bother. Because how long, Absolutely. like, how long would you? How long do you say it would take you to get like a judo black belt, like just for like a give us a ballpark? Yeah, uh, in gen- general, just one uh, minimum length of time to get a judo black belt is three years. Uh, that's how I don't apply on it through winning matches to cons for for judo. Once you get up to kind of like going for green belt, blue belt, brown belt, you have to win fights mm-hmm. in order to te- do your technical grading, and then you have to pass that in order to get your kata. So like that's a minimal like a you know, I, I was at the whole time. But, you know, a regular ballpark, you're talking seven, eight years to do it. Like, you know, I, I was just, <laughs> I was a bit of an animal at that stage. <laughs> uh, you, you still are, if it's any consolation. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now, but think about that. Let's just say it is the ballpark. Let's just say it takes like seven years to get your judo black belts. Yeah. It would make sense not to have them fighting white belts, someone who's been training, like grappling for a year, year and a half, maybe. That's like extremely unfair. You just see them tear through the whole divisions and they just win. But at least in a blue belt division, they wouldn't go unopposed. Yeah, that's it. Like, um, just go back to my own one. Like, I won through Batsican. That's like, you know, you win all your matches and, and all that. That's that's kind of rare enough. But if you have someone who's grappling for seven years, you know, they're getting their hands on that gi. They're pulling someone around. They should have proficient nay, was it? If you got your black belt, you have to you have to know a certain amount of techniques and be battle proven as well. Like uh, if you're at to pin someone, like uh, if you have your your udikarami or udikatami, that's your pum pum pum, your americana or your key lock, you know you know a judikatami, straight armbar, you know a multitude of chokes and all. So you're not going in with no knowledge. You know you're going in your battle hard. Maybe it's a different rule set, but like I kind of think it's same jacket, different rules. You know. Hmm. Like that's it. So, like as far as a judo black belt going into a white belt vision, nah, not, not, not really fair. Put them straight into blue. Um, it should be tested anyway. You know, most people join it to build their skill level up. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's similar with the wrestling as well, isn't it? Mm, uh, I don't know if uh, the deal is wrestling. Like I know if you're a professional MMA fighter, you can't fight in the white belt division. I don't know what the yeah. deal is with wrestling because you know it's. It's fucking weird. Like uh, I don't, I don't know that for sure. But I say there should, if there isn't, there should be. Like if you're a phenomenal wrestler, like 
D1 shit or like yeah. Nicky Rodriguez he had 111 <laughs> wins in high school wrestling night. he fought a, he fought in the white belt division at one stage like dude that is oh. not fair and then he was like blue belt world champion at one stage yeah yeah <laughs> actually actually one of, the, one of your guests before uh, the, the illustrious Oshi McCabe kind of did have a, a good idea on the sandwagon like if people were talking about sandwagon uh, maybe just Get rid of color belt world champions just have black belt world champions and you know take away that desire to sandbag and, and get that level so what do you reckon on that hmm. i don't know like i'm, I'm biased obviously like I, I wouldn't mind winning blue belt worlds obviously yeah. that's fucking easier said than done obviously so i'm a bit biased <laughs> in that regard but i think it would make sense that would counteract a lot of sandbagging but people would still sandbag for europeans and pan ams yeah. and all that so it's not necessarily just the world's, you know, being European champion, you know, it's, it, that's still a big feather in your cap at, a, at an early level, oh, yeah. as opposed to just worlds. Yeah, absolutely. I think it was the philosophy of it, though. That that was what, he, what was being taught. So, yeah, cool. Now, that's a good point about the the sort of philosophical reason someone would do it. Yes. Yeah. What was the other thing I was thinking? Man, my fucking mind is all over the place, because, like, I, I barely get any fucking sleep last night. I'm... I'm like insomnia and shit. Uh, was, oh yeah, yeah. Like, see, um, not to shit on the IBJJF again because we did a whole episode about it, but they have sort of bred a sort of environment that you know uh, produces people to sandbag. Like, in the whole reason people sandbag for these competitions, like Pan Ams, Euros, and fucking Worlds, like we said, is because you know you get a lot of recognition if you win that. Like yeah. people keep like if you win the world's people give a shit about who you are even like like those low levels at blue blue belts like if, if you're blue belt world champion people suddenly give a shit about who you are because that's a that's no easy feat to win that god no that, that there's money involved in that as well there's sponsorship you know recognition kudos yeah like it's more than just getting a free gi every now and again it's you know there's there's a lot to it like you know mm. plus you know be getting super fights you know fucking yeah. shit like shit like that oh let's see you know that's it. If you if you make an of an impression, they might invite you to ADCC or something, as opposed to yeah. you having to win trials. That's more at like purple, brown, and black. If you win worlds, they'll say, "Oh yeah, he won worlds. Let's invite him to ADCC." Yeah, that's yeah, no slouch, like no easy feat. And then you have a weird weird scenarios like when you have some like the Rutolo twins. They've been doing jiu-jitsu since they're four years old, mm-hmm. and when they're sixteen, they're blue belts, and they've been training for thirteen years. And yeah. they just got they just got the purple belts there. They're good enough to be black belts. They were good enough yeah. to be black belts like three years ago. But you know, since they're not old enough, that's a whole you know that's a different story. That's fucking that's weird. Like what what's your sort of think of like these fucking killer children? Yeah, look, the thing is, it's kind of jujitsu in that it's for me. I didn't get that chance to start it young, you know. So if you get a chance to start young and you're developing up, you know. Uh, fantastic, but I think there should be a certain age group that maybe you can get your black belt at. I know, uh, I'm just going to go to my judo experience, that you're not allowed to test for your judo black belt till you're at least 16. And the reason for that is, would uh, a child be able to beat a grown adult in a fight? You know, so I was like, if you're a child, an adult 16, you know, you know, it stops kind of like young, young kids in from other martial arts um, that so, example, Taekwondo, Karate, whatever, that could have a black belt at a really young age 
and think that because of a black belt, yeah, I'm going to be able to knock the crap out of 13 guys. Uh, it gives a false sense of security as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah. I think, you know, my own personal belief is I, I like that system that don't test for your black belts till, you know, you're, you're that bit old, like 16 is pretty young still. But, you know, minimum age, I think it would be important. Mm. But uh, uh, those lads, it should be you know, nice, healthy brown, maybe, and just wait for their 16th birthday. You know, if they're training that long, like, I think the average time to get a, a jiu-jitsu black belt is, what, 10 years now. So those guys would probably be doing it nearly 20 years, probably, by the time they get their, their black belts. And, of course, they're going to destroy people in competitions then. Like, mm. I see. Fucking... Jeez, man, I keep fucking... My brain's all fucked. I keep forgetting shit. Like, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. See, to bring it back to those, like, uh, the age requirement thing. Like, see, I think you do you do people a serious disservice, like, giving a child a black belt. Like, not to mention, like, obviously, like, uh, like even before I started jiu-jitsu, if you had, like, an eight-year-old who was a fucking karate black belt, I'm like, I'm much bigger and stronger than you. Like, yeah, you know, that's the thing. And like, not to mention another thing. I don't think, like, I, and I don't want to paint with a broad brush, like, I think when you're 16, like, uh, a case could be made for getting a black belt, but a child doesn't have, like, the mental maturity to fathom the importance of a, of a black belt in a martial art. Yeah, 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 that, that's kind of a big part of it as well. Mm. Like, like, you I represent think, the yeah, pinnacle of yeah. what's, what's in there. Like, you represent the pinnacle of that art, the pinnacle of your gym. And, you know, it's a lot of responsibility to carry. And I don't think a child is ready to, you know, carry that much responsibility. Like, I think if a, a child, uh, I, I don't mean, like, disrespect to 15, 16-year-olds. I think if they're if they're training you know, in a, and they're getting an adult belt, they need to be able to compete against adult age people, you know? Um, so, like, why are you going to say you're a junior black belt? You say, okay, all right. You know, that's, that's pretty cool. Well, there's a big difference in the step up, particularly when people get to to grow an adult's uh, strength and stuff like that. Like that's a it's a big difference there, you know. Mm. Yeah, because you know they have all their technique good and solid because they didn't have all the the muscle mass, and then mm. you know once they get their their strength and shit, they're gonna fucking kill everyone. Oh, oh man, that, and that's exactly what will happen. You know, that's F- facts. Facts, <laughs> and and. and I'm not going to fully say they're sandbagging, but uh, I wouldn't want to come across it. <laughs> no, thanks. No fucking thank you. Obviously, to bring it back to the IBGF thing, sorry, guys. This is the last thing I'll say, then I'll stop. I'll, I'll, I'll ease up on the IBGF for a minute, I swear to God. See, like they have belts minimums. They say you have to spend like a year and a half to two years at each belt. Okay, fine, whatever. But they don't have belt maximums like you people who are blue belts for 10 years or purple belts for fucking whatever, or white belts for 10. Like, I think if you, like, I brought this up in the episode. If you have belt minimums, if you feel the need to have belt minimums, you have to have belt maximums. Because, you know, maybe someone's good enough. Like, uh, you know, the minimums, fine. But if someone's talented, super talented, and spend every single fucking hour of the day at the gym, and they get good enough to be whatever belt, quicker than the average person would, like, why would you want yeah. to hold them back? Yeah, look, I can see, I can see that argument. And, the other, the other side is if you get people who've been, they're in that, that say they're, they're blue belt for three, four years, but they're not training consistently. So maybe, or maybe they're gym hoppers mm-hmm. or whatever like that. Like that's, that's another thing that comes into it. 
Well, I think if you're training consistently, like you have said, you're every hour a day in the gym and you're grinding it and your skill level is going through the roof. You know, once it hits that minimum, bang, you're up there. You know, or give them, give them maybe the two, two and a half years maximum. Like, you know, if someone's really working hard and their skill level is there, don't hold them back. Just tell them you're going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, I had a, I had a guest on a few months ago, uh, Kent Peters from Zombie Proof Jiu Jitsu. Oh yeah, yeah. See, uh, when he was coming up, like uh, there was no one in Nova Scotia, his fucking area, or Cape Breton. Like they get really indignant about that. We're not from Nova Scotia, or whatever. <laughs> that there was no there's no black belts. There's no one who could promote him. He had to go like ages out of his way to this one gym, and he got his blue belt there. And then he set up a gym when he was a blue belt. And then, you know, it was a whole fucking ha- hassle and ordeal for him to eventually get his black belt. So mm. what he does, he's like, okay, look, if you come to my gym and you're this uh, and you're this belt and like, if you're a white belt, if you submit every white belt on the mat, I don't care who you are. If you're good enough, I'll give you a blue belt. Like, what I, okay. say what you, like I, I know some people are very apprehensive about giving a belt to someone they don't know, but I think that does make sense to a certain extent. Like if someone can't get promoted, like they don't have a coach or they, they can't train that much or because of their look work situation or whatever. But if they come into the gym and they're clearly good enough, like I don't see anything wrong with that. Like that's just me. Like I, I started my gym when I was a new belt, you know, and like it was so hard back, back then, like to, to get like a blue belt was fantastic. A purple belt was a mystical creature in Ireland for, for a long time, you know, <laughs> And and now we we've got like a, a whole wave of of Irish black belts now, you know not not even guys coming from foreign countries like Irish black belts, which is untold of maybe eight years ago, like that was mystical. So just to even the thought of like blue belts having to do that, like it's blue belts damn hard to get, like you know. So if you get the opportunity and someone tells you you're you're good enough, over like you know. Hmm. Yeah, that makes perfect. Like Sean, in your opinion, like uh, if someone did come in to your gym and like say they they they'd spun a similar spiel to you, saying, "Yeah, like uh, my work situation all is bloody blue. Like my the where place I live, I can't train that much. I can't get places that often." Yeah. Like you know what what do, what do you, what would you think like if if you were like would you ever give someone a blue belt in that sort of scenario? Like just just in your opinion. Uh, I'd be very apprehensive. I'll be honest. Like I'd have to get to know the guy as well. Uh, find a find a bit about him, like as you give this spiel to other people as well mm. uh get him in and i like, get him in the class and all and then there'd have to be a bit of you know if he wants to get a belt under under me i'd have to know know him get the standard like like if he if he's in there and he's going around just trying to prove a point beating up all the white belts like, yeah grand have a crack at some of the purples see how you get on as well and uh, then you kind of say yeah okay come on Let's get to know you, but I wouldn't give it out now on the first first date, you know. Uh, <laughs> first date. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't. No, I don't. I don't put out on the first date. So. Uh, uh, Sean's ain't no slut. <laughs> no, no, no. But uh, look, once once someone's in there, and uh, you get to know them and all that, uh, and they're making a conscious effort to be part of the team and all, then you then you'd start looking at them in that kind of way. But uh, as a, a drop in and say, oh yeah, yeah, I should be a blue belts, and like, oh when when have you trained? And then you ask them how many gyms they've trained in. I kind of ask them why why you're not in any of those gyms anymore, and you start to get a picture as well. And um, you know, for for me, like they'd have to be around a while, you know, like uh, particularly if it's someone who's going from trying to get their 
from their blues to get their purple. You know, like white to blue is, is a big step, but then blue to purple is a massive one as well. And you kind of wonder why why it didn't happen. Like maybe they could have the last time they trained was maybe twelve months ago. You know, and now I've been a blue belt for you know a year, and the last time they trained was six months or twelve months ago. You're like, all oh, right, so literally you turned blue and <laughs> disappeared for a while. You know, came back. So, yeah, you have to kind of find all that stuff out as well. You know, I'm sure Kent's Kent's well ahead on that now. He he'd have his reasons mm. why he does things the way he does as well. No, I I, t- I can see his perspective because you know, like he went through a very shitty ordeal of how there was no one in his area that could promote him. So obviously, he doesn't want anyone yeah. else to go through that. Like, you know, oh, he felt, you know, he's like, yeah, I'm good enough to be this belt, but there's no one who can give me the belt, and there's no one who wants to give it to me. You know, yeah, you know, it's a shitty situation to be in. Yeah, like you're you're getting tied into for that kind of stuff, yeah, landed into affiliations and all that as well, and and that can be a money trap as well. And you have to travel to three people, and then you have to pay someone to come to you sometimes, and oh, like the all parts of that beautiful IBGF money machine as well, you know. Mm. Oh, man, it's a, it's a, it's like uh it's like the war economy, except it's the the belt economy. Yeah, yeah, look, there's a part of it too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, guys, yo, Sean, uh, did you get anything off uh, the Instagram or anything? Because like, uh, I put up the the thing. So, guys, uh, I put this thing up on Reddit and Instagram, but getting people's thoughts about sandbagging and the like. I got a whole bunch of messages on Reddit and a few novels off of Instagram off of Sean's <laughs> boyos. And like, thanks a lot, I, I Sean. I don't share them. You you can read them. You know. Uh... <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll read out some of the ones I got. Real yeah. Quick. Sure. Oh, it's like I just gotta fucking find this one quick off Instagram. I fucking things are your shit show. Okay. <clears throat> oh shit! What the fuck? There was a weird noise there. I think I was like, uh, "Scumbag move! How good are you really if you avoid people with your own sk- if with your own skill level?" That's a good yeah. point. It's like, yeah, you know, how good yeah. are you if you're fighting if you're fighting people that aren't good as you? Well, you know, like uh, I know Senzu in his Art of War book, which I recently got in the post again, I was delighted, kind of said like uh, a cunning general only enters matches he knows he's going to win. You know, so is it, is it cunning or is it kind of wanting to win as opposed to wanting to experience competition, you know, against guys who are equally matched? And if you don't get those those competitions and those pushes, you're not going to progress your own game, you know? Yeah. Like, I brought this up before, like, with the white belt thing. Like, you'll only learn how to beat white belts at that point. You know, people who aren't as good as you, people who are still finding their uh, basics and their fundamentals and stuff. Like, do you really do you really want to keep winning against, you know, people who are still finding their footing in the sport? Like, come on, dude. What, what are you going to prove? You know, you know, that's it. Like, you know, I'd rather enter a tournament with, uh, a pro, you know, a load of top-level guys. And I know that I'm probably going to go in and get my ass kicked than enter... Uh, a lower level thing and go, yeah, you know, the, the victory means is hollow, you know, it's, mm. you know, like if, if you're in the higher division and I won't say you got your ass kicked, but you, you lost a tough battle and you didn't place you and you're walking off going, fuck it. You know, I gave it everything I have. Whereas if you enter one that you know that you're, you're, you're going to win, you're like, you know, what, what is that? What's that piece of metal that you got? What's that worth to you, mm. to you really? 
Yeah, like fair enough. Like if you get your ass kicked by someone who's really good, at least you can learn and oh, like, yeah. try to try to fix them, fix them. Like, say you made a mistake, you can try to fix that or try to implement yeah. something new into your game. You know, it's a bit more beneficial than just fighting. Yeah, don't people who are... going to identify the holes in your game, and then you can go, all right, great, I can fix that. Because if you're uh, trained the whole time in the gym against the same guys, you're going to start nullifying each other because you're aware of the techniques. So that's why competition is so important that you get to experience someone else with a different mindset or different skill set. And if you're going against guys who don't have that skill set to explore your game, you're, you're not going to progress. Hmm. Okay, so I got some of the stuff off the Reddit here. I got a, got a whole bunch of comments real cool. quick. Okay, I'll just read them out in the order they appear on the post. Like, um, I saw, saw Blue Belt Worlds runner-up in the Blue Belt division again the next year at one of the IBGF Opens. This kid had a decent social media following, and everyone saw him get promoted after Worlds. Yet here he was in the blue belt division. Half the guys in the bullpen said it said it to the refs. He wasn't DQ'd or anything. He just moved up to the purple belt division where he was submitted the first match. This is probably five or seven years ago. That's weird. Like this guy had yeah. gotten promoted to purple belt, but just put yeah. his blue belt back on and started fighting blue belts again. Okay, that that, that sounds a bit weird now, really. Uh, uh, I, I wouldn't be a fan of that kind of that's, that's a bit of a shitty move now but uh, fair play to the guys who spotted them you know you have to hold each other accountable to these things so that actually sort of happened to one of my friends one time like uh, he started when he was like 13 and mm-hmm. you know he got he got his blue belt when he was like 16 you know because you know that's the way of it and so like uh, dream to, oh yeah 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 well, you know, and then um, he was fighting this one guy. He, but when he was still a white belt, he was competing a bunch. And then, like, uh, this guy had gotten his blue belts. He was this guy was juvenile still as well. Like he was sixteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He put his white belt back on and competed in the white belt division to get more matches. Uh, there's a DQ for you anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> nobody knew that. And then my boy yeah. seen him on Facebook. He's like, wait a minute, he got his blue belt before I fought him that one time. What the fuck? Uh, that's just pictures for the Instagram, I think. Uh, no, no, I don't like that at all. <laughs> uh, he, his coach should have been all over him on that one, to be, to be honest. Uh, man, knowing people like that, like, uh, if his coach wasn't there on the day, like, obviously, what, what the hell? But, like, he should have definitely gotten a bollock in a fucking, you know, in, you know. Like, oh, that, that, that's an offense, Like, then there's coaches who sort of, you know, Get their boys to do that, you know, sort of say, yeah, put on, put on the white belt so we can kill those cunts, you know, shit like that. Yeah. Uh, we're not called, we're not called Rakai, like Brand, but uh, no, that's that's just that's 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 not cool. But that that could lead to a, a you know a player being disqualified from that tournament or you know going forward. Hmm. What they know, get they it, get banned? Oh, yeah, get banned, banned, that kind of stuff. Like I've heard of that kind of thing before. You could get hit with a lifetime ban like Cobra Kai. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> no, it's Look, finished... It actually is on sporting conduct. Mm. Now, that's really scummy. Like, you know, and I, I don't feel sorry if you pull that shit and you, your whole gym gets fucking banned. Well, unless it is like this athletes going out of their way to do that. If they their yeah. coach wasn't none the wiser, you know, at which point they should be kicked out of the gym for being a, being a bunch of being a little prick, you know. Well, something like that would bring an awful name to a gym. Yeah. yeah. Realistically, and and the last thing you want with your your team is to have a bad name, you know. Particularly, you don't want your gym to be called a team team of sandbaggers, and so you know, you know, you want to protect the, the name, the reputation of your team. 
you know? Mm. I see. What's it? This one is, um, <clears throat> I know some eight plus year blue belts as well as a 20 year white belt who likes to go to Naga competitions and stomp people because he trains Nogi mostly and technically has never been promoted. The BGJ competition scene is, a, is also a mess. I'd rather, I'd rather we do something more similar to other grappling sports and do away with belt divisions and rank achievements by prestige. Uh, everyone should sorry, everyone should be chasing the equivalent of a black belt world champion rather than a title of world champion in lesser divisions like we brought up earlier. Notes, I'm not saying get rid of age brackets or have one large division. Well, that's, a, that's an interesting one. Um, for me... I I see I definitely see where they're coming from, you know, like um the uh the skill divisions are important, you know. Um like they they even have them the judo ones, they have the uh, the lower Kayu, so that'd be your white belts, yellow belts, your middle Kayu, which would be your, your orange and greens, your uppers, which would be your blues and browns, and then you have your, your blacks who aren't allowed to enter the skill grade, they just enter weight divisions, you know. But uh and I have I have seen people holding back on gradings as well. You know, trying to ride them out so they can spend a bit longer in the in those Kayu divisions as well. So it's like like that is that's another grappling sport. So it's but the thing is that's in that's in the sport aspect. People always want to win. People have a fear of, of losing, you know. You know, no one wants to look bad in front of their friends. So they're going to make themselves look good. They're gonna go and try to win the, the battles that are easiest to them. Or some people don't want to, you know past mastery they don't want to be the you know better they want to be seen to be better mm. shit man oh see an interesting thought just occurred to me like we've had that we, we've discussed uh, the uh, judo black belts going into the uh, blue belt division and imagine yeah. imagine if you would for a second <laughs> uh imagine a jiu-jitsu blue belt going to enter a judo tournament yeah like what's the deal they like uh, depending oh, on where they're not Depending on whether or not they like done a lot of throws at their gym, like maybe they have shitty stand up, like would they wear a white belt or would they wear their blue belt or what? What's the deal? That's the thing in the judo division, judo tournaments. There, uh, there is no. You're in that weight division. Boom, go. Oh, so it's just all different color belts. All different color belts. You know, uh, you have the skill divisions, okay? Yeah, you know, like I was saying, like your. Uh, your lower Caillou, your middle Caillou, and your upper Caillou. Okay, so again, lower would be white-yellow, middle would be uh, orange and green, upper would be uh, blue and brown, and then black is black. Uh, so there's those skill divisions, and then if you're in that weight division, it's just go. You know, uh, Jiu-Jitsu blue belts uh, in judo, they just allow you, you are a white belt. Oh, you okay. Know? They just say you're you're a white belt, but the you know, they, they just, when you're going into competition, you either in the higher level division uh, ones, you have a white white suit, white gi, and a blue gi. You know, whatever belt you have, you wear. Okay. Would you put on like a, a white judo belt or something? Or just wear yeah. your jiu-jitsu blue belt? Okay, fine. Because uh, so I, have a white, I have a white judo belt up there. I'll just throw that yeah, out. You're, given, you're just given a, be a belt to walk onto the mat with. You know, oh, okay. like you, like when I'm, I'm walking on, uh, I don't know if you ever seen any of my matches. I'm usually not wearing my black belt. I'm usually either wearing a white belt or a red belt. It's like uh, a, a red corner and a blue corner in boxing. Oh, okay, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. It's just, it's just straight on, you know, and that that's it. Like, hmm. shit. 
I never knew that. That's fucking cool. I'll say, what's this one? Uh, as a white belt, two months of BJJ, my coach told me to enter the white belt division, obviously. Hold on. Uh, I wrestled uh, since the fifth grade and for a year in college. I told him I insisted to stay white belt. To be honest, I had one submission. Fast forward to the day of the tournament. My first match of the day was against a D1 All-American who was a professional MMA fighter for the LFA and was in the UFC three months after our match. <laughs> I thought, oh my God. <laughs> Imagine that. Thinking you're the sandbagger. And then yeah. you get sandbagged, sandbagged upon. <laughs> yeah. oh. Well, that's it, isn't it? There's always, it's like, it's like that scene in Star Wars. There's always a bigger fish. There's always a There's bigger always sandbagger. There's always a bigger fish, Yeah. There was some good things in the Phantom Menace, you know? Mm. Okay, uh, the Donatello Sabre was the best thing to come out of that. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, uh, Maul was, was brilliant. And, and the way they bring him back and stuff in different phases, awesome. Oh, dude. Remember when he had r- spider robot legs on, on that ro- uh, dump planet? That was fucked up. Yeah, no, he, he actually went insane at that point, but uh, we'll see more. We'll see more of him. Uh, you know, he, he, was, he wasn't having a good day. Who, who, who wouldn't go insane under those circumstances? He was eating rubbish. Anyway, anyway. Uh, See, here's one. uh, I downvoted this comment because I didn't like it. Well, you know, it makes good points, but I don't like how it ends. It's like, uh, I lost the match fair and square. So me and my teammate waited until he was out of earshot and called him a sandbagger. I'm like, okay, first and foremost, don't wait till he's out of earshot. If you're fucking, if you think he's a sandbagger and you're a fucking man, you say it right to his face instead of being, you know, a little bitch, first and foremost. You know, if you ever, you know, if you think someone was sandbagging against you, it's like, you, I think you're a sandbagger. Fuck you. Yeah, if you have a gripe, just just say it. Yeah. Or maybe they'll say to you, "Oh, I don't have a coach, and uh, I've you know I'm only a bl- fucking blue belt because no one can promote me." Maybe it's a yeah. scenario like that instead of you know assuming the worst and also being a little bitch and fucking just wait until he's out of earshot and call him a sandbagger. You know, mm. why don't you be a fucking man and say it to his face? Like I said, you know. That's it. <laughs> Should have followed him to the bathroom while he was throwing up. That's the Gracie way. <laughs> that was like that was okay. responses. Well, that's weird. I don't. I, I man. A side note. I hate those people who go to the bathrooms at tournaments with their, without their flip flops on. I see oh, the guy. Oh, 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 exactly, man. I saw this white belt dude at the urinal with no fucking shoes on. I'm like, you dirty cunt. What the fuck is wrong with you, dude? No, no, yeah. Look, I know we had etiquette last week and. Man, there, there are some awful things go on at times. You know? oh, like, man, I'd have no fucking qualms saying to the ref if that guy's walking out. Yeah. Tell that dude to wash his fucking feet real quick. I just seen him in the bathroom with no fucking shoes on. I'd have no mm. qualms saying that. And I wouldn't feel sorry if you got disqualified or anything because if you're a dirty cunt, you don't deserve the fucking fight. Fuck yeah, you. Most of the tournaments now to say, like, you know, flip-flops, you have to wear flip-flops or footwear all the time. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm yeah. perfectly on board with that. Yeah, just get, just get a pair of sliders or put on some fucking socks if you absolutely don't have anything else. Like you, you showed up here in shoes. It's for a euro now, you know. Yeah, like, oh. Anyway, anyway. Okay, how's this one? Uh, purple belt points me to the new guy. I have pretty decent defense that can hold up most blue belts at times. Uh, this new guy wipes them out with me. I mean, dominates me in every position for the whole round. Attacks a few times. Turns out he was um, a state Greco-Roman champ for a decade. A decade ago. This is why I have trust issues. Fair <laughs> play. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Okay. Alrighty. 
Okay, this is a good one. Uh, not really sandbagging, but before I got my proper belt, my coach wanted me to see how I do in the Nogi Elite Division, you know, the Advanced Division, single yeah. KO tournament. My first match was against Ross Nichols. Oh, boy. <laughs> the Ross Nichols, who lost later right. in the year against JT G- Torres. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, let's just say the match is over very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, I wouldn't mind. Yeah. Fair play to him, though, because, man, uh, imagine... Like, dude... Fucking Gordon Ryan went to Grappling Industries one time. Imagine having to fight Gordon Ryan. You just oh. mosey on into a local tournament. Like, oh shit, the best grappler in the world right now is here. I'm like, yeah, I'm kind of fucked. Yeah, well, can't, can't you all say, jeez, I, I had a crack at Gordon Ryan, like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the footage is up there. I'm getting, uh, I'm getting the uh, fucking uh, the name out there. Like, oh, this oh, guy yeah. got, got whooped by Gordon Ryan. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to find a good one here because lots of these go over the same point. Oh, yeah. uh, this one dude saying uh, uh, his coach deliberately didn't didn't promote him so he could try euros. He got thirty euros, and then people were saying, you know, even one of his boys like, yeah, dude, come on, you need to. I seriously think you should be the next fucking belt. Yeah, not really oh yeah, this this one looks pretty good. <clears throat> uh, not really voluntary sandbagging, but I know someone who has been grappling for seven years and is, who is still a no-stripe blue belt, trains almost every day, had placed first in both state and national level. He's also traveled to Brazil and also placed in the national, national comps over there. Him not getting promoted as a result of his constant change of the gyms and his newest guy deciding... Uh, his newest coach deciding that self-defense is a necessary component to grading brackets, which uh, this guy it didn't really like doing in bracket. I personally personally think that grading criteria is dumb as if when as if when I've seen him submit brackets hobbyist brown belts and utterly control purple belts as a when he's, uh, he says uh, belt colors don't matter, but I don't, don't think that's fair for any blue belts to compete against them. Case in point, I've almost reached my second year of training, and the skill gap between me and him is astronomical. Yeah, we, we kind of we talked about that earlier as well, didn't we? Yeah, but yeah. that's another thing. Going to the gym where the criteria is different, like a fucking self-defense mm. thing. I'm like, imagine being a pure competition-style guy, and then you go to self-defense gym, and you're like, oh, fuck me. No, thanks. No, yeah. thank you. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's your gym hopper kind of thing as well, you know. So, mm. like sometimes it works for you and stay there. Mm. Like I know lots of people, the same thing. They say, oh, work and shit. You know, they move places for jobs, mm. or you know, life gets in the way. But like you know, if you have the ability to stay somewhere, well, just stay yeah. there. Stay there. Yeah. A lot of it's going over the exact same points. You know, just a lot of retreads. But you know, it's for Okay. Oh, this one. Uh, this one really kind of irked me. It's like, uh, okay, go. Shoot. Yeah. Bang. <laughs> a buddy of mine misread the division rules of Grappling Industries and entered the intermediate Nogi division. Nogi and Purple Belt Gi. Uh, you know, intermediate for like all yeah. Shit. yeah. He had maybe four years of experience, but the cutoff was three. But Grappling Industries signs everywhere grouping purple slash intermediates together. So he, he just made a mistake. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Whatever. It's right. not the end of the world. One of his nogi opponents was rolling with some real hatred on his face, slapping him with collar ties, grinding the forearm in his face, and etc. My buddy doesn't even doesn't want to get into a fight, and he doesn't know what pisses this guy off so much. So he just taps uh, to nothing and goes off and leaves the mat, rather than you know risk injury against this guy yeah. who has some fucking vendetta against him. 
brackets. This guy said to him after the match, that's what you get, you fucking sandbagger. I saw you fight in a purple, end quote. Dude keeps crushing, cursing him out, cursing him out in front of his friends, his girlfriend, you know, his, his uh, teammates, etc. My buddy just walked out of the competition. He didn't feel like getting, you know, thrown around, you know, didn't feel like getting into it with him. Looks up that same guy on Facebook later, this fucking Mr. Sandbag Enforcer dude. There's fucking pictures of him medley in a blue belt for more than three years consecutively. <laughs> Takes one to no one. <laughs> uh, uh, nicely done. Nicely done. Uh, this is this is my paddling pool, motherfucker. Yeah. You, go, you go swim somewhere else, bitch. Yeah, not even the big fish. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, what a fucking cunt. Like, uh, yeah. like you know, grind, uh, okay, obviously, don't go slapping people. Don't go grinding in. Don't go cursing people out after matches. You know, fucking, that's really, really, really scummy. Like, yeah. Now, if you have something, just talk to the fucking person. Like, shouting's not going to get you anywhere. It'll get you attention from people watching, and you make a fool of yourself, and you disgrace. Like, Mm. so what's the point in that? Just talk to a fucking person. Mm. Like, obviously, and also, fucking, you're accusing him of fucking behaving in a way and participating in a, you know, mode of behavior that you yourself are doing so you know you're yeah. a fucking hypocrite yeah yeah <laughs> who's a winner there no one uh, you know like uh yeah i might be a fucking sandbagging piece of shit but he's a bigger sandbagging piece of shit yeah, yeah. yeah. He, yeah. fuck him see he's in the same division next year <laughs> yeah like you know this guy had been placing at blue three years in a row don't you think you should do the advanced division dude like come on yeah. don't be don't be a bitch yeah, the, there's a, an interesting uh, guy uh, we met from Team Jacob. He was only after winning the, the blue belts in the Europeans. Uh, yeah, I, I think he was master, master four or five. Like, and he said there's a big difference between your jiu-jitsu game and your jiu-jitsu knowledge. Like, you know, and he was saying, like, you know, you could be the best blue belts in the world, you know, but and that's that's your jiu-jitsu game. But your jiu-jitsu knowledge is a whole other level again. Mm. Like, you know, so don't worry about the age of a guy or what they know or anything like that. It's like that the knowledge is what should get the guy promoted, not necessarily the game. You know, he freely admits like he was a, a fucking wrestling chap in high school. But then he said like high school was 40 something years ago for him. So, <laughs> you know, but we have any other bits of wisdom there? Oh no. Lots of those comments are just retreads. And uh, yeah. I got a similar comment off uh, one of your boys about the sort of point you hit on about, about jujitsu game and jujitsu knowledge. So like mm. uh, I was like I got one more message off one of your guys. I'll read the uh, the other one that I got. Yeah, cool. I was like I'll just try to find it real quick. Okay. Oh yeah, there, there. This is a long one. Okay. Yeah, I see a bit of different uh, shit. Okay. All right, guys. So here's the last one I got. It was off a guy who trains with Sean. It's a. Uh, uh, this guy, if you can see the name, I don't want to go shouting people out. Oh, the Trevster. <laughs> oh, well, you just shouted him out. Uh, yeah, this is a comment from Trevor Kent. It's like, uh, sandbagging manifests itself, uh, manifests, I was like, got a fucking thing, and a few different forms, itself a few different forms in terms of blue belts and up. Every professor has their own opinion on what color belt should be, so there's variation. There's also lads who've been doing BJJ for years, either had no BGJ grading or were on and off BGJ for years, 
most yeah. school, mostly mostly old school lads. You know, to be fair, these guys either these guys enter at white or blue belts. It will dominate. Then you have lads who would other back grappling backgrounds, wrestling, judo, etc., and enter it at the lower belts. That's it. I know there are some rules at white belts which forbid judo, black belts, guys with decent MMA experience, etc., from competing at white, but at blue belts and up, it's free. It's a free for all. It's like the wild fucking west up in there. <laughs> <laughs> now I've now I've really been bothered by it as a casual competitor, but better. But better my opponents to. But the better my opponent is, the more I'll learn, or at least the more I'll end up working on after the tournaments. I can see how it can upset upset serious competitors, though. Oh well, that's a good perspective from a, a hobbyist or or a fucking casual competitor. Yeah, mm. yeah, and it it kind of touches on a lot of the things I I kind of said earlier there as well. Uh, I haven't actually spoke to Trev at all, like, but it, it's very true. You know. It can be hard for someone who's just their their jiu-jitsu knowledge is high and they want to test themselves, and then they're going against fucking Godzilla there of the blue belts, and you know it's 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 not fair at times. But blue belts is where teams start getting gnarly, isn't it? Like you're starting mm-hmm. to get your wrist locks in and and stuff like that that people from other backgrounds haven't got either. You know, so yeah, I can definitely see where Treb's coming from there. Like it's. It's it's a strange one, you know. Mm. Yeah, I think we sort of hit over the points we all wanted to cover. You know, plus I don't have anything from anyone else sent to me, so well, I think we'll call it an episode there. Uh, so yeah. Unless unless you have other wisdom to bestow upon us, oh great Sean. Oh, wisdom, wisdom. I I just thoroughly believe if you're if you're training hard and you're as consistent as you can be, you know. Uh, the belts will come to you as your professor sees it. You know, there's there's no necessary grading criteria yet. You'll have a curriculum and stuff, but if you're just if you're there and you're you're a hobbyist and stuff, brilliant. You're a hobbyist and you you'll compete at that level. But when you're going to a tournament and you've got guys that are training day in day out, and they're they're at that belt level for three, four, geez, five. I've even heard of six years, and. They don't want to progress up. Of course, you're going to end up being a bit of cannon fodder for them. But you're you're the one who's being the hero by going and doing it. The guy that's not progressing up, you know, they're they're just uh, target practicing on you, you know, which isn't fair. Uh, someone should really talk to those kind of guys. But I'm sure they have a reason for what they're doing. Well, unless there's a, a legitimate rule for it, what can we do? Uh, see, it's like the thing I brought up about belt maximums and stuff, you know. Like, mm. like if someone's obviously... Uh, one last sidetrack. <clears throat> yeah. If someone wins cool. the Worlds at one of these lower... <laughs> if, let's say, so a white belt wins the Worlds, should they not get their blue belts? Like, they, oh, they, God, if, yeah. if you're the best white belt in the fucking world, do you not think you should be blue belts? Oh, or if you're, God, the best yeah. blue, you're the best blue belts in the world, do you not get a purple belt? Yeah, uh, look, uh, I, I will say yes. <laughs> yeah. Because that makes sense. Like, I saw the fucking. I think the Meow Brothers had a fucking uh, uh, student, and he won the worlds like three times in a row at brown belts. I'm like, was once and twice not enough, dude? Could you not just fucking give it to him? Like, what the hell? Yeah, I know they might say, "Oh, I'm gonna hang on and win that medal next year." But I was like, okay, fair enough. <laughs> Each to their own. Each to their own, you know. Okay, so guys, thanks for listening to the episode. Uh, we've been. We just got some new equipment, you know. 
and I've been trying a different recording format. I hope you guys enjoy it, and I hope it doesn't turn out like shit. <laughs> I, I don't even I don't even know how it'll sound yet because I haven't listened. You know, I can't hear myself for once. So, like, uh, what's it? Um, if you guys like the episodes and want to help us get even better equipment, consider supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com/slash jitsu Guys, we'll be making the Patreon content way more worth it now, and the YouTube content will have. I'm not gonna, you know, spoil the surprise or anything, you know. But uh, keep keep an eye out because we're gonna have some varied content as opposed to re-uploads of episodes. We'll also start yeah. having Patreon exclusive episodes. I have some stuff in the works right now for Patreon exclusive content. So, guys, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed. And Sean, do you have anything to say before we shoot off? Nah, just enjoy yourself. Be safe, oh, bro. Also, uh, follow Sean at Sean Judo Jits, follow Khan at Khan Gracie, me at Human Jitsu, and the podcast at Human Jitsu Podcast. Adios, guys.